And welcome everybody to the 5.5 podcast emergency edition. Emergency edition. Emergency, emergency. We were right. Um, Shocker. Yes, shocking to say the least. In case you haven't heard, oh by the way, if you're curious, we are on our way now to Lake Elsinore to make our credentialed press debut (laughs) at the Diamond on day two. Carcast. Yes, Carcast. We're back in the America's Finest Digital mobile studios. Yes, sir. Anyways, uh, in case you haven't heard yet, which I'm sure you have, as Eric has been tweeting nonstop, uh, throwing it in everybody's face. I told you, I'm not used to being right, damn it. I know, I know, man, I know. <laughs> Anywho. Shocker. Shocker. Quite shocking. Denilson Laminette <laughs> needs elbow uh, surgery. He's going to have Tomas one. He is out for the next 12 to 16 months, at yep. least. Howie, what are your thoughts on this, Eric? How are you feeling about this uh Shocking development. As much as I want to get mad, I can't get mad because we already knew what was going to happen. Everyone knew what was going to happen. How many times have we seen this happen to where they're like, oh, no, it's fine. And they're like, oh, maybe it's not fine. And they're like, oh, I wouldn't want to talk about it. They're like, oh, shit, he's done. I mean, we called it, right? Yeah. Yeah, we called it. Yeah, we called it. Because last year, I looked like an idiot going on record saying, you know what? (laughs) I trust the team. It's that Spinoza. He's their most prized prospect. He might have been their number one right now if he hadn't gotten hurt. Yeah, I, I trust them, yada, yada. And they basically fucked me dry. Yeah. So, never again, Padres. Never again. I make sure you fucking lube up before you <laughs> fuck me next time. Jesus and this Christ. time, you didn't do it. Uh, oh, but no, we, we knew this was happening. We, we absolutely knew. He was going to have Tommy John. It was almost a foregone conclusion, uh, despite Kevin Acey and his excellent reporting stating <laughs> possibly otherwise. Clearly not the case. Um, he is out. Now, there have been some, uh, some pretty good Twitter reactions that uh, maybe we'll touch on next week when we actually get a chance to sit down and we're not driving through the back streets of... Uh, yeah, where the hell are we, I don't dude? know. I think, Google, there's an accident that's causing the drive to Elsinore, which shouldn't be two hours to be two hours. So I think it just gave me an alternate route. I feel like we're driving right into the movie The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. There's a hitchhiker right there. If you stop, he's going to kill both of us. Well, apparently The Hills Have Mexicans because that's what it was. <laughs> so... I'm about ready to jump out of the car and start picking yeah. strawberries, to be honest with you. The, uh, the blood in me is, you know, uh, this, uh, I, I guess this is like second nature. Leisure Fryer is going to love this one. <laughs> I bet. Uh, anyway, some reactions, but personally, I don't think this is that big of a, I mean, it's a big deal that you lose them, but, eh. Does it really kill us? No. No. No, like I'm sorry, Craig Maddie. I don't know if he was serious or not. <laughs> you I don't never was, tell with Craig. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's serious or not. But he's like, oh, I think this really pushes back the rebuild. Does it really? Like, no, yeah. because honestly, like even though he throws harder than Lucchese, like Lucchese to me is probably about as good as Lamette right now because he throws strikes. Um, I think Lauer could be if he when he comes up this year eventually because one of these dumpster fires is going to get knocked out of the rotation. Right. I think Lauer is going to be, you know, as good as Lamette would be this year. Not that Lamette's not bad, but I just they're, they're just kind of like average, you know, everyday starting pitchers, you know, four and fives. I think Lamette has a higher ceiling, but he also has less pitches and less command. Which, which ultimately is why I still think, I'll say it now, he's going to be a bullpen guy. And I'll make this very boring. I agree. I think he's going to be a high leverage reliever. Yep. He's going to be Brad Hand. And that's okay. Guess what? That's okay. That's valuable. Especially with all the starting pitchers we have in our system. Not to mention, you know he can go multiple innings. So if you can run him out there every second or third day and get two or three really good innings out of him, I think the way – I haven't checked in on it yet, but the Mets are off to a surprising start. And their new manager, Mickey Calloway, has been basically blowing up his – his his relief aces. He's he's taking the closers, so to speak, 
and giving them about two innings and outing and then giving them a day off and doing it again. I like that. I think that's an aggressive but smart way to use the guys if, if you have a deep enough bullpen for it. Lamette could be that. And yeah. there's still value in that. Even if he gives you – I would take for Lamette, you know, 180 mediocre innings, I would take that. But I would – if Lamette ends up giving us 80 elite innings out of the pen, still valuable. You still sign him for dirt cheap. That's still an incredible return on investment. Uh, it is a bummer he's out for, you know, the next decade, but – you know, I mean, I, I do right. feel like, I mean, let's be honest. He's going to be passed up by the, well, Morhones, the Gores. Yeah. Morhone, by the way, pitching tonight. That's why we're going up. That's right. We're also going to be looking for his girlfriend. Yep. Eyes peeled wide open. Um, it's not Mor- the only thing that'll be peeled, let me tell you. Morhone. <laughs> Morhone. Uh, who else we got? Gore. Uh, Baez, all those guys clearly. I mean, they're gonna pass Lamet, right? I mean, I think. Yeah, I think, I think so. we can. Quantrill. All agree with Why that. does anybody ever mention Quantrill? Because he's. Is it because he's Canadian? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. I, I don't know. Yeah, Quantrill. We'll throw Quantrill out there, anyways. But let's not forget. None of us were. Well, none of us were that stoked when he came up last year, anyways. Were we? Were I think we? You and I were excited. We were excited like, because he was a prospect this company. He was dealing in El Paso. Yeah. But there were the people there. They're saying, hey, I mean, he's not ready. He's not ready. And, I mean, now he's hurt. And now he's gone. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. But Shout out to El Paso, by the way. We'll have the overlord, John Conniff, on next week. Yes. Uh, as he'll give us a nice report. He's, he's been uh, stuck in El Paso for the last week or so. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have him on. But, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, the other thing I look at it, too, is that, this is a weird thing to say about a kid getting injured, but it might be a blessing in disguise in that... Get it out of the way? Not Well, I mean, I didn't think about that, but that's a fair point. The other thing is, it's going to create opportunity, right? Because like I said, these dumpster fires aren't going to last. As much as I'm okay with Brian Mitchell running out there for the next Ugh. two months, trying to figure it out, at some point... Brian Mitchell got, sucks. He can't throw strikes. And as much as I'd like to see him you know, succeed, at some point, they're going to have to move him to the bullpen. I think he might have options. Or they're going to have to option him down to work on some things. Because you can only fail so many times before you say, you know what, we just need to get you off the roster because it's not even an experiment anymore. It's just a guaranteed loss. Right. Um, so with Lamette going down, it gives Fuego, Joey Lucchese, an opportunity to basically have the – Keep the, doing what he's doing. Yeah, he's the rotation spot was probably his anyways, but this just makes it easier to go to him and say, you're on the roster the rest of the year. Good luck, kid. Right. Good luck. Um and it creates some opportunity later on because when one of these guys goes, whether they deal Tyson Ross, which he might be traded, or you know Clayton Richard blows up or somebody else gets hurt, now because Joey Fuego, who's the next guy in line, already has secured a spot to this point, now you have a Lauer who could be the next guy in line. Or maybe a Quantrill, if he pitches well, who could be the next guy in line. So I think it's pretty clear that Lauer is the next guy in line. I, I think so, but it, it, it kind of moves everybody up one space, right? Right. Because you had Lucchese, who was first in line, Lauer, who was second, and at that point, I mean, you had some other guys, you know, the, what the hell is that one, Walker Lockett's of the world, oh, boy. you know, the Kyle Lloyd's of the world, I think we have a guy named Kyle Lloyd, you know, the yeah. the media, the milk toast pitchers, the up <laughs> and down guys, but now, in terms of the legit prospects, everybody moves up a spot, you get, uh, Lauer now becomes the next guy in line, instead of second in line, Quantrill's probably second in line, instead of third in line, uh, depending on how he does this year, so, it, it makes it exciting in that, depending on injuries or trades or whatnot, that we're now a little bit closer to tapping into that system. Lucchese's the first guy up in that in that uh, you know era, and it's now having a domino effect and moving everybody else up. So maybe a blessing in disguise. So basically, as Padre fans, we need to hope for injuries. Mm, 
So Lamette gets hurt. Now other guys get I an think opportunity. Injuries and Darwinism. Will Darwinism take, will take care of us just fine. Well, then our pal, our pal at Kevin Charity, Mister Big Time, was on with Ben and Woods on 1090, and he basically said that if there's an injury at the major league level, Luis Urias could be up at second base. Indeed. We also talked to Conniff because man, we brought it up about. Uh, whoa, we skipped a lot of this traffic, by the way. Yeah. Going down uh, Rainbow Road over there. Yeah. So basically, hang on. So basically, my point is, <clears throat> excuse me. We have to hope for injuries, right? So if Urias, Urias comes up, he gets hurt. So basically, hey, who's next? Uh, Perdomo's next. Uh, Perdomo's next. Maybe he gets hurt. Maybe uh, Tyson Ross gets hurt again. Probably. So basically, we're just waiting for everyone to get hurt. And then that way, these guys will get their shot. Hurt? That's great. Yeah, attrition by injury or non-performance. Because um, after that, we talked last week about can Aswahe play anywhere else? I'm kind of down on Aswahe no. a little bit. Because he can't. I don't think he can because I've never played him anywhere. Of course, our good friend at uh, Matt Fryer's, John Conniff, says they have no faith in him outside of anywhere but second base. He doesn't have the arm for anywhere else. Right. Which just makes me like Spangenberg more because he can play second, third, in a pinch, put him at short, and he can play the outfield. Even if it's awfully, he can still go out there. He has a decent enough arm. It just makes me itch to get Luis Urias up sooner. So ideally, Aswahe just sucks so bad that uh, they uh, they can't hold down Urias anymore. I feel or, like you know, he's been kind of underwhelming. Like who? He, uh, he's a backup. Yeah, and it is way too he's soon a, to make he, these he is. jump yeah. to these conclusions. He is a typical Padre fan favorite, a fringe major league player who is a tryhard and wins over everybody's hearts because he's small and scrappy. He's like he's like a Mexican Tim Flannery. <laughs> a Mexican Tim Flannery, huh? I'm pretty sure he's not Mexican, but I'll pull the old... Uh, <laughs> I'll pull yeah. the old uh, miserable Padre fan and just group everybody together. Yeah, that was our bit in the first, like, five episodes, a yeah. handful of episodes that we did. Yeah. We're coming up to the checkpoint now, by the way, so if the episode abruptly ends, then or you'll know. It, that... Yeah, if it turns into, like, a radio <laughs> version of Cops. Yeah, so you'll you'll know exactly what's uh, what's going yeah, on. might be going solo here in a moment. Yeah. And hope... Send Danny in a few seconds. Hopefully they don't make us go through those scales, because we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. To They're say the least. They were carrying drugs, and it's like, no, sir, it's just us. Yeah, for sure. So, we'll get lucky. We'll get a cavity search. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so let's let's talk a little bit. I mean, Lamette, we, we all knew it was going to be done. And honestly, like, yeah. we're stuck in traffic. So we're like, all right. Hey, I was like, hey, I can record directly on a SoundCloud on my phone. Let's record something. Why not? So, um, let's talk about that, that brawl that happened. Yeah. You know, I'm glad we did this because it was going to be so far afterwards uh, yeah. when we finally got around to recording. Um, you know where I stand on beating, guys. I think it's ridiculous to go after, to go hunting. But if you're going to do it. You're soft. Damn it, do it right. You're you know soft. I don't I don't like that Andy Green made the decision. I don't know what I said last year. I but can't was, remember. But I don't agree in handcuffing your players either. Oh, okay, I don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't buy that. Like, if you don't want to do it, fine. But don't handcuff your players. Because then, you know, you give up a bomb to Anthony Rizzo. But that was embarrassing. It was. Honestly, that was humiliating. It was. Um, so I, I will never forgive Chassin for that. Ever. I think you leave it. To, I don't even blame him. I blame Andy Green for it. Which is kind of funny because now everybody is like... First, after shitting on him for batting Margot eighth, <laughs> and shitting on him last year for uh, I love this guy Green. Yeah, man, what a great manager! God, Andy Green, he does have more fire. Though. I will say, when he gets tossed, it's better than Bud Black's fucking ho himself. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah, uh, that's fair. And he walks it's almost away. like Bud Black goes out there. Hey, what happened? Get back in the fucking dugout, buddy. It was a ball. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I was just checking. Was just hey, checking. hey, easy. Yeah, easy. take it easy as he does the old clap and fist bump. Um, but no, I mean, I I like that the Padres stood up for themselves. I don't think they hit Margot on purpose. It was a 2-2 count, I believe. I don't think they hit him on purpose. I definitely think Villanueva pimping two home runs 
very well may have caused some friction. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Franchi went yard that day. Uh, Hosmer went yard a little bit later on. So, yeah, they hit three of our guys. So, at some point, maybe, maybe not. They should have expected some coming. Oh, they hit Renfro while they were at it. Yeah. Even if well, it's not intentional. To be fair, so the game started and Perdomo hit story. Okay, and at that point, maybe it's like, okay, hey, it's Well, they'd already hit our guys, what, twice to that point? Well, yeah, I mean, okay. leading up to that game. But if you think about it, okay, Perdomo, he he starts. He hits story. Okay, boom, done. Okay. Like, that's baseball. It's done. And then they went and hit Renfro. Okay, and then he throws behind Arenado. By the way, it doesn't even hit Arenado. Not even and close. Arenado loses his shit and starts that running out. hat hair, by the way, from Arenado. <laughs> yeah, majestic. Um, dude, there's the one, the biggest regret that I have out of that is, God, I wish Perdomo would have hit him with the glove. Oh, that would have been amazing. It would have been I great. I wish he didn't run away either. That, didn't, that yeah, wasn't good luck. Yeah, aesthetically, He's, that was pretty sad. I mean, he was bobbing and weaving, though. He ducked a punch that would have knocked him into fucking next year. <laughs> you, know, you know what I thought of is, do you remember one time, I forgot who it was that was charging the mound on the Red Sox, but David Ortiz, like, or was it was either David Ortiz or was it Mo Vaughn's fucking fat ass? No, it was Mo Vaughn. I was watching this last night. Tackles him. George Bell. So Aaron Seeley's pitching, and he comes inside on George Bell and misses up and in. Yeah. And then he comes in. The best is the Hawk Harrelson uh, fucking excuse uh, machine I'm going to give you <laughs> after it. So Seeley comes inside. almost hits George Bell. Comes inside again, really up and in. Hits him in the shoulder. Bell charges as Seeley throws his glove down. He's ready to throw down. As soon as Bell gets to the top of the hill, Mo Vaughn fucking truck yeah. sticks him. It was like the old st- uh, stiff arm in Madden. Just fucking Yeah, so I was thinking up. about that. Mo Vaughn's big ass was able to get out there in time, but how long did it take for them to get to anyone other than Perdomo? Like, Perdomo ran a circle, a half circle around the yeah. mound, and still no one got to Arenado. I think it's a different situation because Silly stood his ground, so it allowed people to, like, and George didn't actually run. Yeah. Like, if you watch George Bell, if you go back and watch it, he, he takes a little while to get to the mound because they're jawing at each other, right? Right, right. It's like in wrestling. He's coming down the ramp talking shit and getting ready to get in the ring, and then they go We all know it. how you feel about yeah, wrestling, pal. we do. We do. Wrestling is life. It's not life. Don't you relax. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, it's, Perdomo ran. Arenado ran. We already know AJ Ellis is a flat foot, so can't catch a pop-up five feet in front of the plate. Right. So I think that's why... And then uh, also Arenado was throwing bombs. How about Freddie Galvaso with the backhanded glove throw to first right yes. in Arenado's face? Yes, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Un- the most underrated part about yeah. that was was Frederick Galvis going and doing a jump throw with his glove and hit I him in the it. face. It was like Derek amazing. Jeter, one of those classic backhanded Derek Jeter. <laughs> it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And the best part is that of all the guys that Arenado tried to go after and fuck with, he did not fuck with Mark McGuire. Nope. Not in the slightest. Once McGuire got a hold of him, that was the end of that. And that's what I was thinking, too, today. Someone I mentioned I think it might that. have been out of respect that once, once yeah. McGuire went over there and was talking to him, it's like, okay, you know. Yeah. This is, this is Mark McGuire. Yeah. That's what I was thinking He's today. I think it was on Ben and Woods they, they uh, were talking about. It. They're like, oh, yeah, when he came up to Mark McGuire, he didn't do anything. Let's be honest, dude. Mark McGuire is what? Almost. He's like, what, 50? 50, 55 or 60? 60. Aaron would beat the shit out of Mark McGuire. Maybe. If we're being honest. Maybe. He's old. Doesn't He's old. He I think be, it's more respect. Haven't you ever seen the, the Let's Rocky pump movie? the Come brakes on. a little bit, okay? Mark McGuire's a bag of bones. All right? We He's not know. beating anyone. We He's don't He's been know. off the juice for almost two decades. We don't know if He's he can not, or can't beat He's some not. younger guy up. He's All not. we know is that once he Let's got try his hands I'll say that to his face, too, yeah. by the way. Yeah. I'll gladly say that to his face. Regardless, that's what you know calmed Arenado down. But, yeah, man, I like... 
that Andy Green let the players do it. I think I, I, I can't remember what I said. I'm sure you'll look it up and then fucking <laughs> record it and throw me under the bus later. Yeah. But, you know, for me, let the players decide. If you're going to do this, you know, the, the hitting stuff, I don't believe in going after guys. If they I really, do, 100%. They, what, to me, if you're pissed off being in the way of a pimp two home runs, don't leave the goddamn ball over the plate. You have a scouting report? Yep. Hit your scouting report. Throw him sliders outside or throw him fastballs up and in. Don't plunk the guy because he's owning you. That's your fault. Yeah. Um, you know, but in terms of once you plunk a guy, if you know the team feels like, hey, we need to stand up for ourselves, team decision. Do it and do it right and go after him. None of this fucking ho-hum bullshit of maybe coming inside, maybe not. Just fucking do it. The way they handled it, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Do you think any part of that was uh, Hosmer and his veteran leadership? No, because he wasn't anywhere fucking near Arenado when that was happening. I was like, where the fuck is Hosmer at? He what? was over there trying to console Arenado. He's probably like, hey, remember That's what AJ we... Ellis was doing, fucking... AJ Ellis was trying to play Peacemaker, and he was fucking eating left hands from Gerardo <laughs> He fuck, was. Man, he didn't have to have fucking catering at that point. He'd already gotten <laughs> six knuckle sandwiches. Yeah. Where the fuck is Hosmer? Why is anybody throwing bombs for poor... I have a mutual... I have a new respect for AJ Ellis for basically sitting there and trying to protect his pitcher and just taking a fucking bomb yeah. left hook right to the fucking face. That was great. And Jesus all, the, all those F-bombs, by the way, is why when Dallas opens up the kept faith, he tells Kevin Charity, oh, hey, this isn't 5.5, so we don't cuss as much. <laughs> what is up with Charity whoring himself out? Seriously, dude. First he was our guest, and now, now he's putting out for 10-9. He's putting out for the kept faith. Yeah. Why don't you, uh, why don't you have some self-respect? <laughs> Got some self-respect, huh? Yeah, Gee, complete one, fame for yeah, Jesus, Jesus Christ, Jesus Almighty, man. Come on. Why don't you one bedroom at a time, guy? God. Jesus, it's a marathon, not a race. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Christ. <laughs> Kevin's going to list this. He's like, you fucking guys begged me to come on when we first started the fucking podcast. Uh, <laughs> good old. Hey, we're proud of you, Kevin. Yeah. Finally making it big time with big Ben time. and Woods. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe you'll hit Cilio one of these days. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah, we'll but, see. We'll see. You can uh, power through there. Yeah, you'll power. Yeah, bottom of the rankings. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we're just hitting the Temecula traffic, ladies and gentlemen. That means we have probably two hours before we get to Elsinore. <laughs> Let's see. According, I see. We're about thirty minutes out. I see nothing but gridlock, nothing yeah. but brake lights, and uh, a whole bunch of shit. So um, I'm not even sure if this will post right to our account. If it does, enjoy, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we. Will We'll check in with you guys. Maybe we'll record something from uh, the Diamond, and maybe they'll let us interview a player. Who we'll knows? see. We got to see if we can even get in because yeah. I emailed the uh, the media. I think the media director. Yeah. Yeah, and he talked to me the first day. Great. Haven't heard from him since. Yeah. So it's and kind of a shot in the dark if we're dude, gonna get in. Let's face it. If we don't get in, tickets are like five bucks. That's true. We're getting in one way or another. That's true. So. And I'm not a single dad anymore, so I should be okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, anyways, guys, hey, uh, we'll see it. We might record on Monday because that's uh, when John is available for the Mad Friars segment of the week. Um, but we will uh, check with you either Monday or next week sometime. Uh, we'll see you later. We're out of here.